We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everyone? It is August. It is a Tuesday. It is the 3rd of August. I'm not Stevie. He's not feeling well. So I'm taking over. This is the morning grind, and I'm joined by the great Chief Justice 06, Will Priester. How you doing over there, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, I mean, we got our juices flowing early here. Already got some action in. Well, I guess we'll talk about that later. I mean, just so exciting to be able to have an edge. And we weren't even trying this time, Grant. We weren't looking for this. It just fell in our lap. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is fantastic. I mean... I, I don't want to count any chickens before they hatch, but I feel like this is, I feel like we might have a, a pretty good thing going here. Yeah. Yeah. And no, we'll definitely mention that as the show goes on. Um, oh yeah. No, it's looking like, it's looking like it's pretty good, but we've got baseball to talk about. We're going to get to the game we're talking about in a second, but you ready to get started off with the first game? Will? yes, sir. All right. Phillies going up against the nationals. We've got Wheeler versus Corbin. We have a seven and a half total here. Let's start off with the Phillies here. Wheeler going against Washington. Got a little bit beat up in the last matchup. Didn't have his normal outing. Any thoughts on Wheeler today? Are you using him? Is he your ace now that Garrett Cole is off the slate? Well, I mean, I think he's, I think he's got to be there. I, I do think, you know, look, he's seen this team at least twice already this season. Kind of got, kind of got touched up a, a bit both times, especially in the first, I mean, the first one, I think he only went three, three innings or not the first one, but the second one, I think he, he played them. They had a game in June. He went seven innings, um, you know, eight K's a little bit more of what we were looking for at the end of the day, Zach wheel is still an ace. I'm always going to side with the aces. Now I will try to maybe get a little bit better pulse on the weather. Um, so like if we've got, so if we happen to have some, Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good weather for hitting. Maybe I'll temper my expectations just a tad, but overall, right now, I do think Will is going to be one of the best pitchers on the slate. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't care about the last start; that doesn't matter too much. He's still an absolute ace. It's a slate where some of the aces aren't really in the best spots, so I'm right there with you. What about Corbin over on the other side going up against the Phillies? Uh, I don't, I don't think I'm going to play Corbin today. He just it feels like at least for this season, his, his moment has passed, got touched up a little bit here in the last game. And that doesn't mean he's going to get touched up again, but we Corbin just, he, he just, the upside's not there this season. So 
Uh, I'm I'm going to be more than willing to take a fade on Corbin here. Yeah, Corbin just has not been great. He's been really bad over the last what five outings. Uh, had a little bit of a spot where he kind of looked all right. Has been good versus lefties, but not great versus righties. It definitely isn't help that uh, McCutcheon is in the lineup. Won't be in the lineup. He's on the DL, and Hoskins may not be in the lineup. So that could definitely. I don't think I'm going to use Corbin regardless, but depending on if Hoskins in there, I don't know if I have a ton of interest in the Phillies. I always love targeting Corbin, but I mean, outside of Real Muto, Segura, I'm not really enthused to play any of these guys at their price tags or some of them just lefty lefty matchups. I don't really want to target versus Corbin. Do you have any interest in these Phillies bets? Um, I think I'm going to be interested in a fair amount of the Phillies actually, Grant. I mean, Gene Segura, it's going to be there. Real Muto, Reese, if he's back, uh, I, I think this is going to be a team, and I don't even mind the lefties. I'm not going to fade Harper just because he's facing Corbin. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be a fantastic spot for the Phillies. I mean, they're not projected for over five runs currently, and I'm not saying they're necessarily going to, going to score five, you know, initially with Corbin, but I do think this is a really good spot for them. So I, I'm just – I'm all in on the Phillies in, form of, in terms of stacking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not terrible. Uh, like I said, Hoskins kind of is going to be the differentiator whether I want to stack them or not because it's a fantastic spot for him. Like, I would absolutely love to play him in this spot going up against Corbin, guy that gives him a lot of power and get beat up and just as well past his prime. But, yeah, Real Moto and Segura are fine regardless. I just – I mean, a mini stack is probably where I'd end up going, and they're kind of expensive. But, you know, I, I, I fully respect what you're saying, and you're probably right. What about over on the Washington side going up against Wheeler? Uh, I think if I was – you know, trying to do anything, it would be home run hunting, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to take the fade on Washington today. I don't want to be trying to pick on Bueller too much. Yeah. Yeah. I just, he's just far too good of a pitcher. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think I can play anyone outside of maybe Soto as a one-off, which is something I don't generally like to do when I'm paying eight or 5.8 K for him. So I'm out on the nationals and everyone else on the lineup is just kind of trash. Let's move on to the next game here. We got the Orioles going up against the Yankees. Not sure what the total is. This is what we were talking about. Garrett Cole came down with COVID. He was supposed to pitch. Now it's Cortez. They've taken the line off all books before that happened though. What did you do? Well, listen, <laughs> we, we figured out <laughs> that there was some, some something some something fishy in the water and you know i just i was able to pounce on prize picks man i mean they had cedric mullins at over over under four and a half and trey mancini set at four and i just went ahead and took the over on both of those i think that was the right play grant i think you got in on some some money line action or some total action uh either way we i mean i pretty much hammered some of my props for the day already just based off that news um, I mean, I think we got extremely good value with this news, you know, in some of like these spots before everyone caught up to it. Yeah, no, I, I, I put, I got the Orioles at plus 280 and I just, and the over of nine, I threw just threw a G on both of them before they got down. So I was just hitting up every single sports book, but it's good. Now it's Cortez versus Wells. We'll start off with Wells here. Any interest in him? No, Wells has been fairly bad overall this season. Like when I look at the, the season numbers, um, you know, he's got a 6.17 XFIP, 16.7% K rate, 12.5% walk rate. Now very limited sample size. I only faced 
Only, uh, you know, 49 registered attempts for righties, 23 for lefties. Either way, it's not good. And uh, so I'm very interested in the Yankees. Um, This is going to be a great spot for them. Yep, yep, right there with you. Absolutely no interest in Wells. What about Cortez over on the other side? Um, Obviously didn't get a chance to look into him too much. Solid pitcher, but guessing this is probably going to be a bullpen game. He can get up to 80 pitches almost. His last outing, he got up to 79. I think he's pitching on normal rest here. So we could see a full start out of him. He's priced at 7K going up against Baltimore. Has been solid on the season. Any interest in Cortez here? Yeah, I don't think I want to do it. I think when I look at his numbers, it just feels like Adam Wainwright, which means I probably should have some interest because if Adam Wainwright was 7K, I think we'd all be playing him. The thing that we talked about that I worry about is maybe just the pitch count. And I, I am a believer in Baltimore overall. Like if you look at what they've done against lefties this season, they really aren't striking out a ton. And so I know Cortez has a 30.8% K rate and 3.71 XFIP. I mean, these are fantastic numbers on the season. Very limited sample size, 81, uh, 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 81 plate appearances to righties and 36 to lefties. But even still, it's kind of like what I talked about with Heaney today. The Baltimore Orioles, are. this isn't the same Orioles team that's striking out against everybody. They're not striking out against lefties a ton. Um, I mean, the highest guy they've got is Santander. Everyone else is 24% and under. And in fact, 17.5% for Mullins, 13% for Hayes, 20% for Mancini, 19% for Severino, 18% for Franco, and 19% for Pat Vileka. I don't think these K numbers are going to be there like we, we're, we're used to. And so I don't think Cortez is bad. But um, I, I don't think I'm going to play him in this spot. But at 7K, I get it. But if, if the pitch count was at 95, I, I might take a stab. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. I, I still think, like, we'll have to see where things go. But, I mean, Baltimore is sitting at ninth in WRC plus on the season going up against lefties. Like, they have pretty solid numbers. They're one of the better strikeout teams in the league going up against lefties, sitting at 21% on the – season which is fourth to last right around toronto colorado baltimore so they are a much better team versus lefties and i kind of have some interest um i'm checking out their pricing right now it doesn't seem like they got a huge price decrease because they're facing cole but they're not priced right i mean mullins is 4600 mancini's 4700 uh montcastle's 3200 Hayes, if he's in the lineup, which I assume he will probably be at batting second, is 2300 This is a super cheap stack, and I don't know what the total is. My guess is it's probably going to come in around 10 and Cortez can give up some bombs with those guys with the platoon split because they can just take anyone out of the ballpark here. Um, I'm kind of on board for a bit of a Baltimore stack. Are you with me? I'm with you, man. I think, we, I think this is the time when you can take some chances. They're in a good ballpark, and not that they don't play in a good ballpark anyway, but uh, you know the prices are fair. I mean, I like it. I, I think I think we hop on them. All right, glad to have you with me. Yeah, but mostly I'm targeting Hayes, Mancini, Montcastle, and Mullins. Everyone, everyone tries to avoid that lefty lefty matchup. I know Cortez has been pretty darn good going up against righties on the season, but that was from a clo- that was from a relief role. A little bit different as a starter. I'm I'm bit of a fly ball pitcher. I'm, I'm in on these righties that hit the ball hard. What about the Yankees over on the other side? I'm guessing just lock and load. Oh gosh, this seems like a field day. And 
you know, once again, same old Yankees. We thought it was going to be a field day on the previous slate. And, you know, uh, Jorge Lopez goes out and throws one of the better games of the, he, he's thrown this season. And either way, um, the Yankees are still, I mean, this is a tip-top matchup here. We're getting Aaron Judge at 4,800 on this slate. No, I did not stutter. I did not misread that. We're getting Aaron Judge at 48. We're getting Giancarlo at 4,100. Yes, I know they haven't been, you know, crazy good this season in terms of what the numbers maybe we're looking for. But, man, when I when I go to the Yanks and I look at what's going on here and what they're going to see, this is this is a fantastic spot, man. I mean, just fantastic. Aaron Judge has an 18.2% K rate against lefties, 290 ISO, uh, 447 Woba. If Aaron Judge isn't going to hit a home run today, I'm not sure when he's going to hit one. This feels like a really good spot for this whole Yankees team, especially Aaron Judge. Yeah, Wells has been a lot better versus lefties and righties. Um, so I don't know Gallo. I don't know about Rizzo. I don't know about Odor, but – Judge and Stan are absolutely fantastic plays. And even Gary Sanchez, if he's in there, um, like the, the righties in this lineup are drastically underpriced considering the match. But I mean, obviously the Baltimore bullpen coming behind him is not great either. So I'm right there with you on the Yankees. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Cleveland going up against Toronto, Plesak versus Ryu. It's got a nine total in this game so far. Let's start off with Plesak. Any interest in him versus Toronto? No. All right, fair enough. I'm right there with you. What about over on the other side with Ryu? This is a tough one for me because Ryu's got such a wide pick smith, pick pitch mix. I said picks Mitch. Excuse me, pitch mix. Funny word choice there. But uh Cleveland is starting to heat up. I don't know if people realize that or not. And I, I know they didn't just come in and destroy Toronto here. But they're starting to hit the ball, and part of that is because they're getting a little bit more healthy. Franny's back in the lineup. Jose's playing. Ahmed Rosario's been good for them. They, they got they got Miles Straw now. Not that he's some elite bat, but, you know, Oscar Mercado is back. Roberto Perez, they're just getting healthy. And so I, I actually think I'm going to take the fade on Ryu, but it's just, I don't feel great about it. But I don't think he's going to put up a number enough that's going to burn me, which is why I'm willing to take the fade against a team that's getting healthy. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I think that Rio is like an all right play, but not really great. Cleveland has been by recently. Any interest in Cleveland bats? Uh, I mean, you could always play Jose Ramirez, but Fran Mil Reyes at 4,300. It's probably going to be one of the best one-offs on this slate. I mean, he gets a hold of one. It's gone. So I, I, at 4,300, I like him. And I hate to back us up, Grant, but I was trying to track this. I was hoping it's going to show up. On a side note, Cedric Mullins is now up to over under seven fantasy points. And so is Trey Mancini. But that shows you the power of being able to read these lines and get information early. I, I basically got that a whole three points under, two and a half to three points under each one. I mean, it feels like a gimme there. So just wanted to plug that in. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, yeah, the, one of the biggest advantages you have in sports are being able to recognize information coming in before they have a chance to adjust. So obviously when a pitcher scratch, it's the easiest one. Um, but yeah, it's it's very, very advantageous to be on Twitter, get the news right when it happens, and then immediately go to the sites and know that it's going to change. I mean, I'm 
think the Yankees odds, they went from minus 330 favorites to down to like minus 240, I want to say. And the total is probably going to go up to 10, 10 and a half. So realizing those things is a huge advantage in sports betting, huge advantage in if you're over on prize picks. Um, so yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of rather with you. Only real interest is in Reyes and Ramirez. What about the Toronto backs going up against Plesek? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be another spot where you're probably going to want to stack this team. So I'm, I'm very excited uh, about the Blue Jays here. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't even want to really pinpoint anyone. You just need to stack these guys. This game could get ugly. Yep, yep. I mean, everyone, just all of them. This team is fantastic. Um, next one, we got Mets going up against the Marlins. We got a seven and a half total here. Walker going up against Mil- Miami never seems to say who they're going to play, but it looks like it's going to be Brad Garrett right now. Not Brad Garrett. Braxton Garrett. Brad Garrett is a hilarious actor. Um, any interest in Walker? I mean, I feel like I should have some interest because of because of what he's done in certain spots this season. But I don't I don't want to waste 8500 on Walker today. I mean, I, I think he could come out and have a really good game. But uh, these past few starts have been a little bit rough, giving up a lot of runs here. Uh, and the pitch counts come down as a result. He might be wearing down because, I mean, I feel like this is what his first or second kind of full season without being hurt. Um, so he might be wearing down a little bit. I'm, I'm not sure. I probably need to check some spin rate stuff on him. But uh, all that to say, I think I'm going to fade Walker. Yeah, I mean, Walker was just absolutely fantastic for a large portion of the season, and it was more his underlying numbers where he was just getting lucky. Like, that that's basically what it was. Walker on the season was due for more negative regression than any other pitcher in the entire league, and it looks like it's happened recently. It also doesn't help that he's really, really regressed and started walking everyone. So I don't know if I can fully trust it right now. It is being played in Miami, but I don't think I can do this. What about Braxton Garrett over on the other side? Well, I mean, we're, we're going to see. One of the things, if you look at his last game that he pitched, I mean, you can't ask for much more than that um, in, in terms of price and everything. I mean, he's 6K. He went seven innings, 10Ks. Is he going to get that against the Mets in this spot? I, I don't I don't buy that. I, I just can't buy it. And so, you know, for that reason alone, I think it's going to be a fade for me. I, I look, I don't think he's bad, but his K rate's only at 20%. He's got a 3.91 X FIP, but everything else is kind of all over the place, especially against righties. I'm I'm not buying it. So I don't think I'm going to play him at 6K. I mean, I think there's worse things you can do is being played in Miami. Obviously, this team's getting a little bit better, but they are a little bit lefty heavy with a lot of their bats. Who knows if Nimmo will be in the lineup? He got scrap, late scratch yesterday. So we'll see. But, I mean, Garrett is cheap. I don't I don't have any problem with playing him. Uh, what about these Mets bats? Any interest in stacking them up or any individual bats outside, of course, Pete Alonzo, who's just crushing lefties, is in play every single day? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if this is the case, we probably want to get some Javi Baez in there. I mean, this guy's throwing fastball, you know, somewhere around 90 miles per hour. And while Javi's been, I mean, he's going to strike out a lot. If he makes contact, it's gone. So um, I'm in on Javi, in on Pete Alonzo. I mean, if we get a little bit, little bit more James McCann, I'll probably be in on some James McCann if he's in the lineup at 3,400. So 
Uh, and I don't mind lefty lefty either, but I definitely think the writers are going to have a, a much better chance to send it over the wall. Yep. Right there with you. I think Alonzo and Baez are by far my two favorite picks. They're expensive, but both these guys have a 400 plus ISO going up against left-handed pitching this season. So I still think both of them are very much in play. What about over on the Miami side? Only a 3.3 implied team total, but Walker has been so wild and inconsistent recently. If this keeps going, like he could potentially, even against this bad team that like yeah. did some damage today against McGill, like they could, they could do some damage here today. Yeah. This team is a little rough to, to look at on paper, but against a pitcher like Walker, who's been struggling down the stretch, I think this is a spot where I stack them knowing Walker's been bad. Right. And, and I don't, I mean, I don't go crazy, but you know, I take a shot on these guys because they are affordable and maybe they're not a primary stack. Maybe they're a secondary stack for me when all these guys are three K that's, what's going to allow me to get some of the better pitchers in or some of the guys that I want to play, put them together with a good stack, you know, and if they string together some runs, get a couple stolen bases, somebody hits a home run and you have that person. Then lo and behold, now, you know, you're sitting pretty at the end of the night. So I don't think they're primary stack material, but absolutely secondary stack material against a struggling walker down the stretch. Yeah, no, right there with you. Jazz, I really like just 3.5K and Jesus Aguilar, 3.5K. Both these are solid. Walker's been walking guys left and right recently, especially lefties. So the two lefties in the lineup and Diaz, if he's in there and Chisel, um, both very solid plays and Aguilar's just too cheap at 3.5K. So like, I want to wait and see what lineup they end up putting out. They obviously put out a terrible one today. They still end up doing some work. But the lefties are for sure a go, and Aguilar is just too cheap. Let's move on to the next game here. we got the Mariners going up against the Rays. We've got Kikuchi going up against Patino. Um, let's start with Kikuchi. 8.8K going up against the Rays. has been solid so far this season. Struggled a little bit recently. But high strikeout team in the Rays. You had any interest in Kikuchi? Oh, man, I feel like uh, mentally it's like you almost have to uh, because of the situation today with Chris Flexen. And Chris Flexen on the season has a 14.5% K rate, my friend, 5.2 XFIP. And he just goes in and mows down the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, now we're bringing in Kikuchi, who's probably about as close to their ace as they have. Um, I think everybody may have thought it was going to be Marco Gonzalez, but he just fell off a cliff. Well, Kikuchi's at a 27% K rate, a 3.59 XFIP, and I would have absolutely played Kikuchi in this spot, even though it has nothing to do with flexing from today. Kikuchi's definitely on my list. I mean, at 8,800, he's probably one of the better pitcher values, if you will, in that range. Yeah, no, Kikuchi's my favorite play on the slate. Like the Rays have a few low strikeout bats, but predominantly they're a high strikeout team. It's 26% projected K rate going up against lefties. Uh, this is like, they might end up platooning out some guys, but Kikuchi has been solid versus righties too. He's been incredible versus lefties. So if they end up with a few lefties in the lineup, I'm definitely in. He's been very good recently outside of two starts in the last 10. I think he has seven over 20 points. This is just a good overall spot with a ton of upside here, and they'll let him go over 100 pitches. Seattle, I think, is still playing for the playoffs right now, but what about Patino over on the other side? Well, I mean, Seattle, man, what are you going to do with these guys? I mean, it's so incredible. Every time you think they're going to get pummeled, they just don't. And Luis Patino comes in and mows down the Yankees, which seems like everybody might be doing that these days. But prior to that, you know, we did not see that upside. And the pitch count's been about the same 
I think overall, I'm probably going to avoid Coutinho, uh, Patino, and I'm not saying he's bad, um, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be worth it. I think if I was going to play Patino in this spot, I'd probably just go ahead and get our six K guy in and take the savings. Yeah, now kind of right there with you. I mean, he's been solid so far this season, above average K rate. But the thing is, he's a lot better versus righties than versus lefties. His changeup just isn't there. His sliders just fantastic. This could be a lineup that has five, six lefties in it. And I think that yeah. that's just going to spell trouble for him. I mean, he's been his underlying numbers, he's still giving up a 355 Woba, but only 0.029 ISO. That doesn't make sense with its 44% fly ball rate and its 40% hard contact rate versus lefties. Yeah. It just doesn't add up. He's due for some negative regression in terms of home runs, in terms of doubles going up against lefties. And this is going to be a lefty heavy line of grand. Some of them are bad. Some of them are pretty decent, so I'm fully out on Patino. Uh, what about these Mariners bats? Yeah, I mean, look, this guy, call him the Joey Gallo of Seattle. He's either hitting a bomb or he's striking out. But Jared Kalinick is on the list, and I know he's going to be buried in the lineup, but he's got really good numbers here against this pitch. Uh, good old Kyle Seeger. I mean, he just keeps raking every season, seems like, quietly, just keeps hitting the ball. And so, you know, Kyle Seeger for me is going to be on the list. Uh, they've got Fraley, who's, I mean, been fantastic this season. 3.28, uh, I mean, uh, 328 ISO, 422 Woba, 23% walk rate, Grant. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, I want you to think he's got a 23% walk rate against right-handed pitching this season. Fraley, I mean, fantastic. So I think, I think you take some of these lefties and put together a little mini stack. Fraley would absolutely be on my list. Uh, I can get a little 6-8 action possibly with Fraley Kalenic. And then, you know, oh, fantastic. I, I like this team. Yeah, Seager's an absolutely great play. Again, I want to target these lefties going up with Patino. I mean, I go that late into the game. They could give him a short leash, but then we'll see that good bullpen behind him. But it really doesn't matter to me. And, like, they're going to probably get five, six innings out of Patino if he's – that's only if he's pitching well. But if he's not pitching great, like – Two out of the last three starts, giving up four more earned runs. For three of the last four starts, have given up over four earned runs. So this is just a spot where I don't think the Mariners are going to be too heavily owned, even after they put up eight runs today. And these lefties are just in a fantastic spot. And Fraley's 3.6K. Kellenic is 2K. Toro's 3.1K. Seager is 4.5K, and he's close to the league lead in barrels so far this season. Like, this is just a good overall spot. Not a great ballpark, but it does not really matter to me. I love the lefties here. What about the Rays over on the other side against Kikuchi? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think these guys, they strike out so much. I think I'm fading everyone from Tampa Bay today. I don't, I don't think there's any reason to, to invest in this team. I did invest in them on the previous slate against Flexen. It's got nothing to do with Flexen. It's got everything to do with Kikuchi and, and him being a lefty. Tampa Bay striking out so much. I don't have to read them to you, but I mean, it's, it's really rough this season for them against lefties. I know they brought in Nelly Cruz to kind of try to alleviate some of that. And so I do think that he's probably going to help them some, but overall I'm going to be avoiding these guys. Yep. You're right there with you, Tampa Bay, 27% K rate on the season versus left-handed pitching 92 WRC plus under a 300 Woba versus lefties. I, I do not really want to play them. And that's why I have a lot of interest in Kikuchi today going on to the next one. We've got the twins going up against the reds made up versus Molly nine total nine over under in this game. Let's start off with Maida. 8k. Is that cheap enough for you? 
think so. I mean, look, he's going to have to avoid Joey Votto, who's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball. Uh, but o- overall, still, I think AK for Maeda is going to be fine. Um, I, I do, I do think I will say this. I do think Cincinnati might run his pitch count up a little bit more than some of these other teams because you know the top of this order doesn't strike out a ton. And so, with that being said, um, like I said, I think they run his pitch count up some, but I think he can get through five. In my mind, Maeda gets through five, maybe has six or seven Ks, gives up a run or two. Yeah, yeah, no, I think his price tag, he's pitched well enough recently, is a tougher matchup, and it's obviously being played in the Great American Ball Smart ballpark, and it's going to be 80 degrees outside, but I think made a strict very easily in play. What about Molly over on the other side, sitting all the way at 10K on a slate where we now we don't have a ton of bases on it? Yeah, I mean, Molly, at 10, I, I don't want to play him. I, I just feel like he's overpriced. If he was 9K, I think I'd be a lot closer to pulling the trigger. At, at 10K... I don't, I don't think I can do it. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. It's not great. It's not terrible. He's a solid overall pitcher, and this lineup's a pretty big strikeout lineup with the current one they've got, but I just don't think I can do it. He hasn't gotten over 20 points in the last six starts. I don't think that it's going to be here, and it's just too expensive. What about these twin bats? I do like some of the twin bats. I know he's going to struggle with lefties. Max Kepler's on my list. Jorge Polanco's on my list. Trevor Larnick at 2,700, absolutely on the list. Like I said, we know that Male has struggled with lefties historically. So uh, I, I'm absolutely, I like some of these guys, but I'm not stacking the twins. I think they're just more so one-offs. Yeah, I think I'm just full-on fading them. I'm always a solid overall pitcher. It is a good ballpark, but I'm not a huge fan of these bats. And so I'm out on them. What about the Reds over on the other side? Reds, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's the same type of concept where I do respect these pitchers enough that I don't want to stack, but I think, you know, taking some one-offs in a wink or, or a Votto, um, I think it's going to be fine. You got Tyler Naquin down here at 3,100 if you need salary relief. So I, I definitely think he's going to be viable. Um, Tucker Barnhart, if he's playing 3K at catcher, he's going to be viable as well. So I don't want to stack the Reds, but I think just kind of one-off and him going home run hunting – is going to be the way to go. Yep. Red there with you. Fully agree. I think Votto's a great play just because of how hot he's been recently. Whether you believe in hot streaks or not, he is absolutely on fire. Move on to the next game here. We got the Red Sox going up against Detroit. Richards versus Peralta. Nine and a half total in this game. Let's start off with Richards. Any interest in him? No. Correct answer. Next up, Peralta. Any interest in him? No. Correct answer. Let's get to these bats here. Boston, (laughs) one of the highest totals on the slate. Peralta has been absolute trash recently. What bats are you targeting? Uh, honestly, I might get some bottom of the order action today, uh, Grant. When I'm looking at the bottom of this team, we've got Verdugo in the six hole, possibly. Hunter Renfro in the seven spot, possibly. Franchi Cordero, 2,600. Christian Vasquez, 37. This feels like a bottom of the order special for me against a guy that's really been struggling. So I. Grant, I like the bottom of the order. And, of course, I'm not telling you to not play these guys at the top. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I think we can get away with, I mean, a, a really creative build and play one of the guys from the top and, and just hammer the slate. I, I, I love Boston today in terms of bottom of the order. This feels like a really good spot. Yep, absolutely right there with you. And I 
Don't mind the top of it either. Durant's in there at 3.4K. You can stack those up a whole lot of different ways, but the one through nine hitters, I'm basically in for every single one of them. What about Detroit over on the other side going up against Richards, who has not been great? No, man, listen. The Detroit pricing is pretty much always cheap. My boy, Jaime Candelario, 3,700. Robbie Grossman, 3,100. Akil Badu, 38. Jonathan Scope, 44. I mean, this team is affordable. I'm even in on Miggy today at 3,100. Believe it or not, Miggy's been hitting pretty well the past two weeks. So I, I like Detroit. I think they're going to score some runs. They're at home facing a pretty rough pitcher. I'm in. Yeah, Garrett Richards over his last eight starts has allowed four or more runs and six of them has not been good, giving up a bunch of bombs, 10 over the last six games. So I'm right there with you with all those guys in Haas who over the last month, I think is league leader in RBIs. I saw that somewhere today. I can't remember where, but uh, yeah, he's he's been hitting well. I'm good with all those guys. And Miggy, yeah, I know. He, I've been getting the home run notifications. He's doing well. Move on to the next game here. Angels versus Rangers. Eight and a half team total. Suarez going up against Lyles. Let's start off with Suarez. Any interest in him at all? Oh, boy. I mean, the ERA is down. He's 6K and he's facing Texas. I don't think I can do it, though. I think I need a little bit more upside. I, I mean, I know he kind of burned Seattle a little bit, but just for me, man, I think I I need a little bit more upside. Yeah, I mean, obviously it gets a little bit wild. I I, I think I like him. Like this Texas lineup is not great right now, um, especially not great versus lefties. You pull up plate IQ and outside of Lau and or Low and White, everyone has under a 5% walk rate. Grand, there's some small sample sizes here. The thing we worry about with Suarez is him getting a little bit wild. Uh, 10% walk rate on the season, still about league average in terms of strikeouts. This is a plus strikeout matchup. He's cheap. I, I mean, he may not go over 90 pitches, but I still think that he can do some damage here. I'm willing to take a shot on it just because he's cheap. I like Suarez in this spot. What about Lyles over on the other side? I mean, Lyles is so cheap today. It's it's almost trying, it's almost like they're trying to sucker us into doing it i'm not falling for this trap full faith yep right there with you let's start off with the angels bats any interest in them yeah definitely david fletcher um just because you know i like guys that are going to make good contact up to 3200 uh his bat heats up we're in good shape i know brandon marsh was kind of um or was it jack mayfield which one was hitting all the home runs recently uh i can't remember I it was mayfield but, yeah yeah but Adam Eaton at the bottom of the lineup, 2.3K. If he's in there, I don't hate that. Um, just a professional hitter. I know he's going to, you know, turn a corner here pretty soon, and I want to be on board when, when he starts singling and doubling us to death with three and four guys on base. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. If, he, if it's four guys, he's going to be hitting a grand slam. You get what I'm saying, people. Uh, but, yeah, I like Adam Eaton. And, of course, the great Shohei Otani. He's not even in the player pool right now right now for DraftKings. I assume that they'll yeah. add him at some point. I'm guessing it'll probably be 5.7K, which is entirely doable. I'm right there with you on these guys. A lot of them are super cheap. Upton, too cheap at 3.2K going up against Lyles, who gives up a lot of bombs, just sometimes doesn't seem to have it, and more often than not, doesn't seem to have it. Um, yeah. 
Stassi, Marsh is cheap. Mayfield, Eaton. I'm fine with most of these guys. I mean, they're not, a lot of them aren't great, but they're cheap enough where it's more than makes up for going up against an absolutely terrible pitcher in Lyles. What about over on the other side with Texas? Yeah, give me some Adolis Garcia, man. At 3,400, I know his, his, uh, his hitting mate uh, is gone. Joey Gallo's gone to the Yankees, but uh, I, I still think Adolis has got some upside in the spot. Same thing for Isaiah Kenner for Leifa. IKF is going to be in the building. I think he'll be fine. Um, and then, you know, listen, we'll just have to explore some of these new names. Andy Ibanez, what's he going to do today? Curtis Terry. This team is extremely affordable, Grant, against a guy that's not incredibly good. Uh, so I, I don't mind some, some cheap Texas stacks uh, in hopes that these guys catch a little bit of, you know, uh, youthful fire here. Yep, I'm in for a stacker fade. It's a super cheap stack. You can fit Wheeler and Bueller or Wheeler and Maya or anything. Oh, you can like do that. it all. Yeah, we you can, can get do it all, Grant. You want. The most expensive guy is IKF at 3.7K. Like, this is just a cheap stack going up against a guy that can get a little bit wild. Um, obviously, decent ground ball pitcher, but we don't know with a lot of these guys. Outside of Garcia, none of them stand out as great plays for raw points but point per dollar they could all do some work here i don't mind it i'd probably lean toward more towards terry at 2k he's probably one of my favorites but yeah they're they're just all super cheap uh let's go on to the next game here we got the royals going up against the white Sox. we have a nine total here bubik versus cease let's start off with bubik here 5.8k yeah nope He's, he's had some decent starts recently, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play him against the White yep. Sox with five. Don't fall for that trap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Cease there at 8.4K? High strikeout guy, obviously can get a little wild, can get beat up every once in a while, but the stuff is absolutely there. 8.4K, don't have a ton of AK pitchers we really like. Any interest in him? Yeah, I think he's right in that Kikuchi uh, mode where, you know, he's got the stuff. It's how many how many guys can he strike out? today right that's what it's going to be really because he's going to walk a guy he's probably going to give up two or three can he strike out seven or eight is the question i think the answer is yes yep yeah right there in there right there with you i can prefer kikuchi but cease can absolutely put up a big outing don't pay too much attention to the fact that cease just only got 17 points in his last one just kind of ended up that way he has more upside he just struck out 10 astros two weeks ago a week and a half ago (laughs) Like yeah, Astros was struggling good. at that point too, but yeah, he was he was rolling. Let me ask you this, Grant, because this, this might be a pretty good tournament role, throwing in Kikuchi and Cease and really hammering your bats. I, I, kind of the opposite build of play the cheap stack, play Wheeler and Bueller. We might be able to get away with the Kikuchi Cease today, and then we can play the Yankees and some of the other teams we want to load up on. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely in for that. Like I said, the top price, like obviously without Cole on here, Male overpriced, Bueller going up against Houston, McCullers going up against the Dodgers, Manea going up against San Diego. The top of the pricing is just tough matchups and they don't really get a huge discount. So I'm fully fine with that method there. I'm fully fine with that build. What about any of these Royal bats going up against Cease? I mean, I think if you do it, you're just kind of searching for the home run. But I think we're going to have enough bats on here. I don't have to do it. So I'm probably going to fade Kansas City. Yeah, not a bad idea. What about any of these White Sox bats? I'm, I'm with you, by the way, on Kansas City outside of, like, I don't know, maybe O'Hearn at 2,800 or maybe Dozier at 3K, just cheap bats that can potentially get a home run. What about these yeah. White Sox bats? 
Yeah, this feels like a real good spot, man. I mean, you know, I know Braves 5,500, but, you know, Andrew Vaughn's 31, Angle's 38, you know, Lurie Garcia's 38. We've got enough value bass to get this thing done today. And so if you want to stack the White Sox, then we may even see somebody different in there uh, that, that we don't anticipate. But uh, I like the White Sox. I think this is going to be a really good stack for us. And they already have a pretty good team total anyway. So uh, we'll just have to kind of see where they fall in the ownership spectrum. Yeah, yeah, kind of right there with you. I'm, I have no problem with it. Bubik's just been bad, high implied team total. Anderson is a little bit expensive at 6K, but Abreu I still like at 5.5K. Moncada at 4.9. Eloy Jimenez, if he's in that lineup there at 4.3K, right there with you. And Selby Zavala. I mean, he could hit a three-home run. <laughs> game again i don't I, I, <laughs> people might be chasing i might be chasing uh, i don't know uh but let's move on to the next game here pirates going up against the brewers here we got an eight and a half over under here max Cranick going up against adrian hauser start with Cranick, 6.4k i don't really know too much about this guy you got any interest in him nope zero interest pitch count is still fairly low in the 70s yeah, don't think he really has the upside. It's being played in Milwaukee, obviously, a decent hitter's ballpark. They have a five-and-a-half implied team total. I'm fully out on him. Um, what about Hauser over on the other side going up against a bad uh, Pirates team? I'm not doing it. Hauser got really lucky in this game, his last start with Pittsburgh Grant. Only gave up two hits and one walk. He had two Ks and went 70 pitches and put up 17-and-a-half fantasy points. Grant, there's no way I'm paying 7600 for Hauser. In fact, when Price Picks comes in, I'm going to be looking to see where his uh, where his uh, his fantasy point total comes in and it, and his uh, strikeout prop because I'm probably going under on both of them. No way I do that. Right there with you. Not any interest in him. What about any of these Pittsburgh bats? Yeah, I mean, I honestly think the Pittsburgh bats might be a little sneaky today, and I'm not saying a full stack, but. You know, pulling off a Cabrian Hayes, a Brian Reynolds, something like that. You know, throwing in a Gregory Polanco, some one-offs, or a little cheap two or three-man. That's kind of what I would do with Pittsburgh today, just trying to match up the pitching profile. Yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. I'd probably just do a little mini stack with Hayes, Reynolds, Polanco. Uh, not too expensive. Granted, it takes a third base and two outfield positions, but they're all solid. They're always under, undervalued, underowned guys that I enjoy playing. What about over on the Brewer side going up against Kranich? Oh, boy. I mean, the Brewers have been playing really well here recently. What if I told you Willie Adames was 5K? What a world we live in, Grant, where Willie Adames is 5K. He's earned it. I mean, the guy's been smashing. At any rate, Rowdy Tellez is 3K, and so, you know, that's a fantastic price. Abbasil Garcia is 3,900. I mean, we're, we, they're fairly affordable. Omar Navarez at 43, but if I'm stacking this team, you know, I, I, mean, I think we could get away with it. So they've got Eduardo Escobar there, 5,300. They should have a pretty good game here, have a really high team total. I think they rattled off some runs, and this, is, this may be one of the lowest-owned high team total uh, spots we have yeah yeah no right there with you i mean i can see tell is getting a pretty significant amount of ownership but people aren't going to pay 5k for adamas and people aren't going to pay 5.3k for escobar i like both of them i like this stack i i just like this spot here i mean crank's not great there's a high team total they're right they're probably going to go under owned 
I, I'm a big fan of it. I'm right there with you. Let's go on to the next game here. we got the Braves going up against the Cardinals here. Freed going up against Lester. Eight and a half over under. We'll start off with Freed here. 8.3K, another guy in that 8K range going up against a just all right Cardinals team. Any interest in him? Don't hate it. Don't love it. He's just kind of blind. Yeah, like I said, I would prefer Cease. I would prefer uh, Kikuchi. I would prefer paying up for Wheeler. I would prefer paying down for another guy. Free is not a bad overall pitcher, but he's just – I don't think this is a spot where I really want to play him. Uh, what about Lester over on the other side? Come on, man. J- just absolute fade. <laughs> All right. Atlanta bats. Man, you, this, this is – I mean, Braves, if we're going to win some runs, I mean, we got Duvall, we've got Solaire. Like, we brought these guys in to hit. Let's hit the ball today. Uh, who, who is more hittable than John Lester? Not many. I mean, we're going to get Albies at 47, Austin Riley at 41, Duvall at 4K, Solaire at 3,100, Dansby Swanson at 4K. I mean, we've got a – we're back to a professional lineup here, Grant. Man, I miss Acuna, but this is a professional lineup again. We, we should destroy John Lester. I'm in on a full brave stat. Full. Yeah, I'm right there with you. All the righties. And I mean, if you want to throw in Jock James or Freeman, that's fine. They're both very good pitchers. But this is a, this is a bad line. I feel like a four and a half implied runs for the Braves. This is a very solid lineup. I like all the righties. I'm a big fan of this spot. And I will be stacking the Braves a lot for a while, uh, considering the now Solaire and Duval. Uh, what about the Cardinals over on the other side? Yeah, like I said, Freed is just kind of blah. He's probably going to give up a run or two, but I don't expect him to get shelled. I think I'm fading the Cardinals. Right there with you. I don't mind O'Neal at 3.2K with a platoon split. Absolutely fine with playing him, but probably not paying up for these other guys and don't really have any interest in any of the other cheap guys. Uh, next game, we got Coors here. We got Cubs going up against the Rockies. Davies versus Freeland. 11 and a half over under in this game. Any interest in the pitching? Nope. Let's get to the bats here. Cubs, any interest in these guys? we got Ortega potentially leading off at 2.6K. we got a lot of these guys very underpriced. I mean, they shipped everyone off, but this is Coors, and it's supposed to be 75 out. Yeah, I don't even know how this happened. I, I figured at least Wisdom would have got up to about 48. David Boatsy may have gotten about 45 to at least make us think about it. Maybe Ian Happ gets up to four. I mean, these guys are still – the only person that's expensive is William Contreras. This makes no – I mean, Wilson Contreras, excuse me. William was with the Braves. This makes no sense, Grant, with this pricing. And I, I know we've done dynamic pricing for a long time, and a lot of times when we did the dynamic pricing, it was absolutely overinflated. But now we've just gone the total opposite direction uh, in one of the best hitting environments. Uh, so that, that still doesn't mean I'm going to load up on cores. Because as you know, if they're going to get all this ownership, I'm just going to take the fade on all these young bats. But if the ownership isn't going to quite get there, they're too cheap for this spot, period. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm like the Cubs drastically underpriced. Like there's no other way around it. I'll wait and see what ownership is. But Rockies over on the other side, still pretty underpriced. I mean, Story, you got 5.2K, but McMahon is sitting at 3.6. Crone is at 4K. Connor Joe's 2.6. Brandon Rogers 3.4. Blackman's 4.1K. I get that Davies said, like, some some luck. We'll just say I'm not luck. buying into this Davies crap. Give me the Rockies here. Yeah, no. Give me say, the Rockies. 
Davies is bad. He's been lucky. And I know because I target <laughs> against him all the time. And he just somehow seems to get lucky. Dude doesn't strike out anyone. It's being played in cores. Ball's going to be put in play a lot. I'm right there with you. I like all the bats in this game because the good ones are good. The bat not so good ones are drastically underpriced. It's just that simple. This is terrible pricing. Doesn't make it that fun. I'm going to wait and see. Ryan McMahon is 3,600. Come yeah, on. That's just a silly price tag with the platoon split going up against Davies, who's a terrible pitcher. Like, this is just bad pricing by DraftKings. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. Let's go on to the next game here. We got the Padres going up against the A's here. We got an eight over under. Snell going up against Maia, it looks like. Um, let's start off with Snell here going up against the A's. Any interest in him? Oh, God. Uh, this is probably the toughest decision you're going to have to make because he's got the upside for 28 to 30, and he's got the downside for, like, negative 15. I think I'm going to take the fade. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's not a bad idea. Um, yeah. I just, I'd just i rather just play Kikuchi. Yeah, Kikuchi, Cease, Maeda. Like, all similarly as good pitchers, maybe better without the huge amount of downside. Uh, what about Maya over on the other side? No, I'm not playing him against San Diego now. I do understand that, um, you know, Tatis is, is probably I'm, – I'm almost positive he's out with that injury. I mean, unless yeah. he just mysteriously comes back. But I'm not worried about that. I'm still I, – I, I don't want to do it. I mean, I think they've got enough, enough professional hitting in here to, to, to make it scary – uh, so I think it's I think his strikeout upside is going to come down a little bit, and so with him priced at ninety four hundred, I, I don't I don't think it's worth it. Now look, I understand that he put up thirty four against San Diego the other time, so I, I understand, but I'm, I don't think I'm going to do it. I think I'm taking the fade. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of him. I'm I'm not against it, but I'm not really for it. Just kind of I may end up if it just happened to like he's in the range where if I have Wheeler in my lineup and there's ninety four hundred left. I'm going with Maida, and it's not even a question because I'm not going to just leave money on the board to go down to Snell or Kikuchi or McCullers. But realistically, I'm not going out of my way to play him. Uh, what about any of these Padres bats? I mean, it's being played over in Oakland. It's supposed to be 56 degrees. As much as I'm not a huge fan of the pitching in this game, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the bats here. Uh, I, I probably would take one shot on uh, on Manny Machado. Like, if anybody's going to crank one, I think it's him. I know Will Myers is 3700 Tommy Pham's 39 Like, these are great prices. But Manny Machado also doesn't strike out a ton. And so I'm big on guys that don't strike out but have the power to crank one. And I think Manny Machado fits the bill. And he's probably going very low on today considering all the other options we have at third base. Yeah, I understand that. I'm probably still out on him. I think I'm out on all the Padres. What about the A's? Yeah, I, I think in this spot, man, adding Starlin Marte, I think, really did help help this lineup overall, just the composition of it. I mean, Matt Chapman's 3,700 grand. Now, he hasn't been great this season, but come on. Josh Harrison, 3,100. Blake Snell's going to have to pitch in this game uh, if he wants to get anything done. Mark Kahn at 39. I know it's going to be cool, but that's that might stop the home runs, but it's not going to stop singles and doubles. I'm in. I, I like Oakland here. Yep, right there with you. I like the stack. I mean, Chapman, 3.7K, Harrison, 3.1K, Lowry, 3.2K, Olsen underpriced at 4.8K, even without the platoon split. Marte, obviously fantastic at 4.4K, Canna, 3.9K. Snell can get absolutely destroyed in any given matchup. 
This is no different. There's a reason they have a 4.7 implied team total, even playing at home. I, I, they're like number six on my list, but I fully like understand it for the price savings that you're getting. So I'm not terribly yeah. against it. Um, I just think I'd rather go other spots on. on yeah, because the weather's slide. not going to be in our favor, but that no, still doesn't mean they won't shove Blake Snell. Yeah, they very easily could. Like it's a stack or fade spot for me, strictly because of bad Snell can come out. Like none of the bats really interest me as one-offs just because that power is going to be greatly decreased. But yeah, they could put up 11 hits in this game versus Snell and just absolutely shell them. Uh, moving on to the next game here, we got ooh, Dickerson hit a home run. Uh, moving on to the next game, we got San Francisco going up against the Diamondbacks. Cueto versus Bumgardner. Nine and a half total here. Let's start off with Cueto. Any interest in him? No. Same. Just not really, not the slate, not the spot. What about Bumgardner over on the other side? No. Absolutely can will not play any Bumgardner. San Francisco bats, I love. Like, I love them here. They're obviously great lineup, especially with the addition of Bryant here. Like the price tags on them. None of them are really too constrictive. I don't even mind using any of the lefties. Bumgardner has been a little bit neutral so far this season, if I remember correctly. So I'm I'm all aboard the Giants train today. Are you with me? Yeah, absolutely, man. I think he's definitely going to start with Chris Bryant at 5K. I mean, it's a fantastic price. Darren Ruff at 39. Brandon Crawford, 46, which he's not going to get a whole lot of ownership lefty-lefty. But like you talked about, I mean, these guys have been playing really well. So I'm in on the Giants for sure. Yep. Yep. Glad we're in agreement there. What about the Diamondbacks over on the other side? I actually don't really want to play a whole lot of Diamondbacks. I'm not expecting Johnny Cueto to get shelled, but I'm also not expecting him to have a whole lot of upside here. So, you know, if I'm, I, I think I'd just rather go down to one of the 6K guys than play Cueto. Yeah, yeah, kind of right there with you. I mean, they are cheap, but, like, yeah, it's it just – outside of Cattell Marte, not really a huge fan of any of these guys. They're just all right hitters, and they've been disappointing this year. So moving on to the last game of the night, we got the Astros going up against the Dodgers here. We have a eight over under this game. McCullers going up against Bueller. Start off, McCullers. Uh, at 9,100, I actually am willing to take a shot. Now, I don't think uh, – and I know this Dodgers lineup is pretty intimidating, especially now that Corey Seif's probably going to be back and Mookie. And this is going to be an intimidating lineup. But I will say in tournaments – and I'll just clear this up – both of these teams have good lineups. These are tournament spots for me with both of these pitchers, especially McCullers at 9,100. We're getting an extreme bump down because they're a really good team, but I don't, I think I'm willing to take a shot at 9,100. Absolutely willing to take a shot. Yeah, I, I'm not against that. I'd just rather go other spots like I, Kikuchi, Maeda, um, Cease, uh, Maeda. We've, we've, yeah, yeah we've, we've talked. Well, the eight, that 8K range, we've got two or three in there for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I guess if I have the money, if I can't get quite get up to me, yeah, then I'm fine with that. Uh, what about He's close enough. Let me ask you this. Last thing, I know we got to go. If he puts up, if I told you right now, Lance McCullers puts up 25 at 9,100, you I'm take the deal. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's what I, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I think he gets 24, 25 on, in a, in a, on a good day against this team. If you, yeah, if you guarantee me 25 points from any pitcher on this entire slate, then I'd take it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm more than yeah. happy with that with every single pitcher on the slate now that Cole's no longer on it. What about Bueller over on the other side? The one guy that I might not be happy with 25, but I'm, I'll be content. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, th- these are tournament guys um, because both of these teams are, excuse me, fairly low strikeout teams. And so that's kind of the, the wall you're going to get. It's like, okay, who's going to win today? Are they going to strike out more than usual or are they just going to keep hitting ground ball outs and the guy gets through four innings with 52 pitches and he's got one strikeout. And so he can kind of make it up by maybe going seven or eight innings, but he still might only have four K's. Like, is it going to be worth it? So that's kind of how I feel about both of these guys. Bueller, I think because he's about at 11 K I'd be less likely to play against Houston but I, I still think both of these guys are in consideration for tournaments for sure. Yeah, kind of right there with you. Bueller's fine. Like, he's still very good. But price tag, I think I'd rather go elsewhere. Well, I still will probably have a share or two of them. But Bueller is definitely on the board. Uh, I have no interest in bats in this No, no interest. Game. I could see, like, if the Dodgers are going to come in at super low ownership just because of how good they are. And McCullers occasionally can get blown up. I, I wouldn't be against the Dodger stack, but I will not stack against Bueller, and I'm not using any of these Astros bats. Yeah, same here. Not using not a one. All right. Well, I think that's the end of it. I don't feel like playing the morning grind game because I can't remember ever. Ah, we can play it. Uh, what is it? All right. So you, you ready? I, I actually know this one pretty well. Yeah, I feel like I should. I always forget though. But go ahead. Pitch, give me a pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Um, I'm going with Suarez. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I think I would go with, uh, I'd probably go, um, I think the guy with the most upside, but the most downside is probably Patino from Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I don't like him, but I think because it was Seattle. Okay. Uh, pitcher. Over 8K to bust. Who you got? Snell. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm actually going to take Ryu here. Or, well, we could have taken Taiwan Walker too. But yeah, I'm that's, take, that's the obvious one. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Ryu in this one. Um, uh, give me a, a batter over 4K to hit a home run. Uh, gosh. Not in course. You've got to mention the not in course. Well, they're all 4K and under mostly anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, gosh, yeah. I'm going with Seeger. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, I think this is a guy I talked about earlier. This team is starting to heat up a little bit. Um, geez, I'm just trying to find – gosh, so many guys today. I'm just trying to find – Hold on. Let me go to my chart here. Sorry. I didn't mean to hog this up and take so long, folks. <laughs> he plays for Cleveland. Franny Reyes. Fran Mill Reyes. Ultimate yeah. one-off. All right. Uh, any, someone under 4K to get two hits? Uh, I'm going with Hayes. I'm going super cheap. Yeah, I like it. I think I'm going back to Baltimore on this one. Uh, just because, you know, those are guys we talked about before. Man. Uh, I meant Austin Hayes from Baltimore. Oh, right. Okay. Well, we're going to be in the same spot. Give me Ryan Mountcastle, 3,200. Love it. There it is. Morning grind game is done, my friend. Well, you forgot team to score five or more runs. I'm going with Oh, Seattle. you're right. You're right. Uh, now it's a team effort. Give me the Atlanta Braves. That's my a, goodness. That's a good one. That's a good one. They have, they, they have a four and a half applied total. That's not high enough. But, yeah. oh, man. Well, Will, thanks, thanks for joining me. 
hopefully Stevie will be back tomorrow. We'll see. He's he's not feeling well, so we'll see if he's back tomorrow. But it's been fun, guys. Good luck on your contest tonight, tomorrow, tonight, whatever it is. We're out of here. See you, kids.